Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, Jordan. Or should I say hail, because this this series had a lot of Nazis in it, and it's okay, I'm Jewish, so I can make a Nazi joke. Yeah, I mean, throwing out the Hitler salute like that, though, hmm. Posting the picture in the Discord, but yeah, there's a guy who straight up does a Nazi salute, and it's just, I can't give the author the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, it is, it absolutely is supposed to imply kind of a Nazi salute thing. They're basically in the Hitler youth. Yes, and also, if we haven't said, we are reading Tokyo Shinobi Squad again. Oh yeah, let's talk about what we're fucking reading. Just kidding. No, no, this is the anti- this is like- Well, this would be the anti-Red Sprite. Anti-Red Sprite? This is- This is the sister series to Red Sprite, you're right. Yeah, I was gonna say, this is not a pro-Nazi comic. This is absolutely not. This is, You're right. This is the anti-Tokyo Shinobi Squad. This is Redder Sprite. <laughs> yeah, so we're reading U19. It ran for three volumes and got 17 chapters and was written by Kimura Yuji. And actually, uh, that 17 chapters is famous because... Jordan, I know you're, as a musician, you are probably very well familiar of the Forever 27 Club. But in Shonen Jump, there is the U19 Club. I've never heard it with the forever. What do you call it as? No, I've just heard it as the 27 Club. Oh, you're right. I thought you were getting it confused with, uh, what, what is it, like Forever 21? Is yes, that, that's that the, the, Kurt, the Kurt Cobain <laughs> collection, the Forever 27 Club. Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> apparently there's the U19 Club, which is when a series gets canceled after 17 chapters, where I think... Oh, really? Yeah. So he named it that? <laughs> yeah, so when Red Hook got axed, they said, welcome to the U-17 club. That's awesome. Or the Holy U-19 shit. club. So he called it. He fucking called it. <laughs> fucking legend. Anyway, why don't you want me to get into the plot Oh, summer? you know it. Go for it. Japan has finally won the war against children. The adult party, which is not a porn site, has decided to enforce a strict new curriculum to turn students into respectable adults. How they do in school will place them into social classes that determine the quality of the job that they can get, and as a result, the quality of their entire lives. Kudo Aiji likes sewing, which is not something that respectable Japanese men do. When he argues about this with his teacher named Tan. Tan just fucking punches him in the fucking face, which Hell is some- yeah. I, something that he's allowed to do now, now that the adults are in charge. Mm-hmm. A news article has spread about the Garage Kids or Gareki, which are the shonen kids next door. Essentially, they are the underground <laughs> child resistance. They are powerful because they have spiral energy, also called libido. However, IG points out that you can't trust the fucking fake news, David. Yeah. To Hino, IG's childhood friend who he secretly loves and who secretly loves him back isn't very smart but tries her hardest to prove her worth to the adults. However, on the day that IG decides he's going to tell her that he loves her, the adult party sends a guy to their high school to check their blood to see if they got good blood. IG doesn't even look at this rank because he hates that shit, but Tukino has triple S-ranked blood. Holy shit. Oh yeah, I was like expecting the main character to have like S-ranked blood or something like that. So I actually did appreciate that that the main character doesn't find out what his like blood ranking is. 
No, I think that was good. I think that was a good character moment as well. But this triple S blood causes the adult party representative to make the most terrifying face I've ever seen in my entire life as he takes her away. IG then finds her with her parents in the hallway and he discovers that she's transferring to another school to be continued. Ooh. <laughs> and you just see the arrow. The Jojo Arrow, because this, <laughs> yeah. this series is very, very much like... Roundabout just starts playing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I remember I was learning a guitar just so I could play Roundabout, so I learned how to... I forget what the name of that guitar technique is. Which one? The guitar technique that's used for, like, the very start of the song. Strumming? No, Jordan. Tap the fucking... Not keys. Oh, hammer-ons and pull-offs? No, no. Uh, I'll have to look it up, but it's, like, a very specific technique you use to play that, like, very, very start of the song. I bet it's hammer-ons and pull-offs, or maybe sweet-picking, if that's what you're talking about. Maybe. We'll look it up at some point. I'd be surprised if you knew a guitar technique I wasn't familiar with, honestly, David. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally honest here. <laughs> I know. I've heard you play, and you're very good at it. Thank you. Yeah. I actually saw Yes live. Were they, fo- were they followed by were No? Were they followed by No? Yeah! <laughs> I know you, David. I know you too well. You know me. Uh, anyway, what were your first impressions of U19, David? Ah, this series, I thought the first kind of like 18 pages, I was just like pure exposition dump. The series just really was overloading me with a lot of information. And I really would have liked to have seen the character introductions and the plot kind of description to have been spread along like at least another chapter. I get it's like an extra thick chapter, but still I was like, this is way too much detail. And also the plot, the plot doesn't make much sense. Adults are already in charge. I completely disagree, uh, kind of. I, like, I, I, yeah, I read this and I was like, this is like the kind of so bad it's good shit Jordan likes. I didn't think it was so bad it's good. I think it's just good. It's very clear that this whole thing is very satirical. It's very clearly allegorical. There was some really interesting depth to it. This is basically OK Boomer the manga. <laughs> Imagining one of them gets boomerang powers and he's OK Boomerang. <laughs> this is not a, rea- a realistic thing. It's not trying to be. And so when they're saying, very blatant exposition it's like well this is this isn't supposed to be real world this isn't supposed to be supernaturalistic dialogue but there were some really fascinating things in there like one of my favorite things the moment that i actually kind of knew that this series was on like a different level yeah so it starts out with uh, a girl getting her hair her head forcibly shaved by like an evil teacher that was the color spread that was the color spread what happens is she discovers that the guy she likes who is the spokesperson for the adult part put out a message saying, hey, girls with shaved heads are okay too. And then she loves that. So I really want to break down what happened there though. Because what essentially happened was this girl was assaulted by a teacher. She was attacked, you know, like she had her head forcibly shaved. And then the adults who run the regime have a spokesperson come out and say, hey, that thing that you got as being victimized by an adult, they make a lot of mentions on how there's a bunch of shaved heads kids in the school. We don't see any of them, but that's what they say. So the series has a ton of skinheads. Hey, yes, actually. (laughs) But what they're doing there is that by taking her trauma and saying, actually, you should be grateful for that trauma because we like you because you have that trauma. This girl will now do nothing to uh, complain about it. She will Mm -hmm. not stop it or anything like that. I mean, you know, not to victim blame. That's not what I meant to do. But no, I, I get what you mean. The point is that like that's propaganda. Like in a nutshell, you know, like one of my other favorite like uh, little moments is where he's talking to his dad. 
Gaiji's talking to his father, and his father is laying out this uh, familiar uh, refrain for why he likes the adult party and the stuff that they did. And, it, you know, it's all like, I wasn't able to go to school when I was a kid. And the fact that you get to, and they raised all the ra they raised um, all the grades, that's awesome. But they did that by brutalizing the children and just beating the shit out of them. But IG is like, at least my parents are happy. And then his dad just says, I'm pretty happy, although I kind of wish this beer was a little stronger. And his wife just says, what's wrong with you? In order to afford a stronger drink, you would have to stop drinking alcohol for an entire month, which shows, okay, these people are being economically oppressed. They're literally in a caste system being forced down under the boot of this, uh, this metaphorical fascist leadership. Yeah. And they're happy, but that's because they've kind of deluded themselves or they're being deluded into thinking, oh, you know, it can't really get any better than this. What more could I ask? Meanwhile, the teacher, I bet he can drink all he wants. I bet he doesn't have to worry about that shit. I mean, I just talked a really long time about, um, about essentially <laughs> Marxism. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, you know. As silly as it seems, the author is really trying to, like, say some surprisingly deep and nuanced stuff. I mean, I'm just worried that this offer won't be able to do the message as well because it's Shonen Jump. When has this series ever done a good Nazi imagery that wasn't overly ham-fisted, you know? Here's the thing. It doesn't have to be a Nazi allegory because the thing about Japan is that Japan just was a fascist state for a long time and they worked with the Nazis, but like they don't have to reach, I think, as as far as you may think. And also, I think that part of the reason why this failed is that maybe maybe this guy did uh, did too uh, good a job. I don't know. I think he upset some of the adults who run Shonen Jump. I think Shonen Jump is run by adults, David. Those damn adults. They also run Israel. That's true. Adults do run <laughs> yeah, Israel. They do. Along with the Jews. Could you imagine a Jewish adult? Oh, God. Holy shit. I look at one every day because we're both 30. <laughs> it's true. All right. Oh, so David. <laughs> I did actually have one other thing I want to say that we haven't talked about at all. Yeah. I actually thought the art style, was, it's interesting it's balanced. It feels very shonen, but it doesn't look generic. The art is really good. Like, I agree with you. There's something about it that almost feels more like uh, a Saturday morning cartoon than an anime. It's like this interesting little mix, but then sometimes it'll just get, like, really detailed and creepy. Like, I wasn't joking when I said that dude from the adult party made the te most terrifying face I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. What was that series that also had really good reaction faces sometimes? Mashal? Sure, why not? Yeah, we'll just say Mashal. Well, Mashal had the best reaction face. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't had that face in a while, though. He knows. Look, you don't want to... You, you, you want to give... You want to leave him wanting more, you know? Yeah, exactly. And this series definitely has left us wanting more, because we will see. Oh, yes. So, David, what do you think is going to happen next in U19? Mine is, the first one is, I think one of the allies will be a hacker man. You sure not a cracker man? A cracker man, yes. I think there will not be a time skip. Whoa. And I think the Nazi allergies are going to get even worse from here on. I think that those make a lot of sense. I'm not uh, the the no time skip one. Now that is uh that's a bit of a a long shot, but like I'm interested, you know? You're you're getting into the high roller category right here, you know? I uh, I'm really putting it all on the line for that one. 
I also, the one I dropped was I felt one of the characters would have magnetism powers, but I didn't want to double up. <laughs> My prediction is that this whole series is a meta- is a metaphor for the founding of Israel. <laughs> so anyway, my guesses are uh, the main character is going to get sewing powers. I think that's pretty uh, foreshadowed. Yeah. I mean, he's got a scar that looks like he got sewed, you know? Yeah, like, that Harry Potter scar. You don't give someone a scar like that unless that's going to have powers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's doing some amazing stuff with that sewing. My next guess is that the main character's girlfriend's new school is even worse. Actually, you know what? I don't think that she deals with anything. I think that she gets roped into committing the violence herself. Do you think she'll get like, um, fucking, uh, what is it called when someone takes over your mind? Hypnotized. Yeah. I think they're going to try and brainwash her. Brainwash. That was the word I was thinking of. Even just through peer pressure, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? This is manga, so actually it might be magic. I don't know why I'm saying, oh, well, here's the more realistic one. I mean, we just, it's manga. And my last guess is that the main character's dad is killed. Oh. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. You're right. He's one of the few protagonists that has two parents. Exactly. He's got two parents. You know what? If he makes it to the end of this series without losing any of his parents, then maybe that's why the series was canceled. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, I'll count that as a minus point for me. No, no. I did want to mention that I just remembered is that IG is called a herbivore man. I I was like, when did they mention he was a vegan? Uh, Yeah, that's what I thought initially, too. I had to look it up. So actually what that means, the herbivore man is like a concept in Japanese culture. Basically, they're calling him like a a soy boy. Yeah, herb- herbivore as opposed to like a carnivore, a carnivorous masculine man. An herbivore, yeah, he just eats veggies. <clears throat> yeah, so I feel like nowadays they 100% would have translated that as soy boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all soy boys. You can't not be a soy boy and run a podcast. Well, yeah, no shit. You just seen us? Come on. I do love my edamame, though. Yeah. So, Jordan, though, I have a feeling, though, that you would read in our 10 chapters of this. I am down. For at least another 10 chapters. How about you? Yeah, me too. Fuck yeah. David, what's your power word? Puberty. Mmm, nice. <laughs> Fucking, why is their power system called libido? I feel like... It's just a weird translation. Yeah, because I think that libido, if you look up the dictionary definition, it doesn't just mean horny. Mm-hmm. I think they were essentially talking about, like, the same thing that um, Gurren Lagan was talking about when they said spiral energy. <laughs> yeah. It's like the virility kind of thing. And it's just, I don't know, it, it definitely reads as weird in this uh, in this context. Yeah. Especially because this is, is really not a horny manga. No. I was very grateful. <laughs> There was a lot of thigh on the color page at the start, and I was like, oh no, and then there really wasn't anything else. Well, I was terrified because I start out a series and I see someone say, oh, get, all the kids are going to the adult party. <laughs> I was like, that's not a good thing. Jeffrey Epstein just shows up. Yeah, no, it's like a fucking Epstein thing. <laughs> a- anyway, my, uh, my power word is praxis. I like it. I feel like you always shitted on me on using like $5 words and then you just throw stuff like that or emblematic or Thursday out, you know, words that the common person hasn't heard of. Wait, you, you, don't, you, you guys don't know what the word praxis means? I do, but why don't you tell the listeners? <laughs> no, praxis is um, how you enact an ideology. Mm-hmm. If somebody does something where it's like, oh, you really showed how much of a leftist you are. That's praxis. It's good praxis, baby. Oh, man. And Praxis makes perfect. 
Oh yeah, Praxis is also a band with Buckethead. Oh, anyway, yeah. why don't we move on to the Q and A? All right, let's do it. We got some fun ones. So first one is from Zylon. We've entered the parallel darkest timeline where Chainsaw Man was a bad manga. I can't even imagine. What changes in the timeline would make Chainsaw Man bad? Conversely, is there something in the sequel series that could make the manga much less enjoyable? So Jordan, what do you think? What What are your biggest fears about part two of Chainsaw Man? It's hard for me to imagine Chainsaw Man as bad as the problem. God, I really wish Black Torch was shit, because that would have been such a layup. You know what, man? Reading this, it made me think about Black Torch a little bit, and it lowered my opinion of Black Torch. Really? The premise was so enjoyable, and there was like so much thought into, into that thing, and it made me just realize there's absolutely nothing about Black Torch that I'm never going to think about again. The art's good. Yeah, the art's good, but like it's not- It was also funny. It's rare for a shonen series to actually be funny. Okay, here's the thing. The, the actual reading of Black Torch was enjoyable. Absolutely. But it doesn't have any sticking power. Well, that's why it got canceled. I guess I'm saying that I didn't realize how- how big of an issue it was until like a week has passed and I remembered and it's just like nothing really. Yeah, I can't remember anything that really happened in Black Torch. Yeah, right. Isn't that weird? Because we both enjoyed it. So what scares you about part two? I'm a little worried that maybe Denji has grown up too much and maybe the series might lose some of its charm. That's fair. My concern is that he being online only is going to go into that like really inappropriate territory that made like I would say Fire Punch not work so well. Like Fire Punch has things about like having sex with dogs. And I think it just <laughs> yeah, it, it just grossed me out and it wasn't that entertaining. So I'm really worried that he's going to put in a, yeah. sorry, a bunch of shock value that he and Shonen Jump wasn't allowed to do. It's one of those cases where if he gets less editor control, because clearly he's someone who needs a good editor to channel his creativity, right? Yeah, you're right. Uh, however, look back gives me hope. Not just because it's amazing, but also just because it's like, like, except for maybe one scene, there's really nothing at all edgy about Look Back. And it was still amazing. Yeah. Also, he actually, uh, he actually changed magazine so he could keep his, his editor, which is really cool. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. What's the bad version of Chainsaw Man, how that starts out? Like, um, maybe if like, uh... They confirm that he can turn his penis into a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Maybe it's... The manga about Denji going around being a weird monster hunter with his uh, chainsaw dog, and that's all the series ever becomes. <laughs> I'd still read it. Look, it's hard to turn Chainsaw Man into a bad series. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So let's go on to the next question from our show and flop faithful T. Wolfwood, who is listening right now, who says, hey, Is there a up? current series in Shonen Jump you'd be excited to cover on Shonen Flop? So. Jordan, how about you? Is there anything that you're aware of that's running right now? I'm not aware of anything running in Shonen Jump. No, I mean, I can't wait for One Piece to finally be canceled. Jesus Christ, already. Yeah, I know. Fucking. <laughs> Did you know that the One Piece has not been in less than the top three in like 12 years? That's not shocking at all to me. I think its worst placement was like fifth place during Skypea. Again, that also makes sense, yeah. Out of what I'm reading right now, I look forward to covering Aishamon for Shonen Flop because I genuinely think out of the series I'm actively reading right now, it's going to get canceled. You think it is? It just isn't as fun as uh, Doran because they're just so similar. I just don't yeah. think Shonen Jump's going to have both of them run for a long time. And Doran yeah. is really the series I like more, which is not... That shocks me. I actually didn't like Hell's Paradise that much. I read the whole thing, but really? I, the entire time I was like, eh, it's fine. It's like not been on my like potential recommendation manga list. So, so, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised if that series got axed in the next, like, three months. Huh. 
Well, I would not be surprised if it got axed because that fucking Discord channel that we found for Time Paradox Ghost Rider is now in a Yashiman uh, channel, and every single manga that they have changed to has been canceled. So <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't know why they pick them like that. They're just going to make it a Shonen Flop Discord. Yeah. God, it's so funny. Like, it I, is. It's like fucking Oracle or whatever. Like, I, like you just look at it and it's like, I see the future. Yeah, I'm sure they just have a protocol. They're just like, all right. They work with the Shonen Jump editors. Yeah, just Stephen Paul to join the Discord, I'm sure. Oh, I love Stephen Paul. He's great. I bet the guy who runs that channel just really pissed off the editor for Shonen Jump one day. And now he just goes and sees which series he loves. And he's like, oh, time to ruin this guy's life. Uh, this sounds like a villain from Time Paradox Ghost Rider. It does. Next comes from my least favorite patron name, but my favorite, one of my favorite patrons, the BBB King, BBB The. Got it. Jordan, who wants to know where? Wherever you want. I was going to say why. Next up from ZZ Digital, what should I have for lunch today? Underwear. Uh, I worry about your fiber intake. Well, actually, I guess, yeah, I don't have to worry about your fiber intake, but I do have to worry about your protein. I personally think you should make yourself a nice hearty soup. I made, um, some chicken soup last week. It was really good, really tasty, and perfect to make if it's cold out where you live. I think you should eat your underwear. Uh, okay. Is that why I've been missing so many pairs? Next up is Staghorn, <laughs> who asks, In the wake of the new spinoff, which two JoJo characters from different parts would have the best series together? What's the, uh, what's, what's the It's a uh, Whole Horse and Josuke, I want to say, have a spinoff. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I know Whole Horse is one, I think. I do have an immediate answer to this, and I'm what actually pretty happy with it. Uh, Dio and Giorno, because... I think it oh, would be interesting. Off. No, I think it would be like weird to have a series where Dio's just like, well, I guess this is my son. That's kind of weird. I'm just imagining you could have uh, Jonathan and Johnny and they call it Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> John John's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, man, just starring Will Smith and then it's like, what was this? Some sort of bizarre adventure. <laughs> I also think that, um, fuck, what was the part seven? Zapelli's first name? Gyro? Gyro and I think Abdul would be friends. Oh, yeah, I kind of I kinda see that, yeah. And then, all right, that was a fun question, though. Thank you, Stackhorn. Yeah, thank you. Next up is Albi, who asks, when is the erotic David Jordan fanfiction that was promised coming out? And this is a throwback to our episode with Megan Danger, friend of the show. So, Jordan, though, how is that coming along? Oh, it's coming along. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, I want to give you a big thank you for editing the chibi along with Dylan. Yes, thank you, Dylan, for doing most of the work for me. I appreciate that. You can check out his work at Anime Out of Context. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover. You can find her online at Illuminati. Thanks to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, or miscellaneous research. Thanks to Luke for being our community producer. Be sure to join the Shonen Flop Discord. Come hang out with us and talk about anime, games, or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a book club and do regular movie nights. You can find a link to it in the show notes. If you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks ranging from exclusive mini episodes to lead scenes, and you can even help us pick what series we're covering next. We're having a fun bonus 
next episode on Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Stay tuned for that. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited too. And on that note, I want to give us some shout outs to some of our patrons. All right. First of all, I want to start with our Chainsaw Man patrons, which are Pterodactyl Ghost and T. Wolfwood, who's listening now. Moving on down in King of Forest, we have Albie, Gabe Lando. I'm only used to six inches, but my Eldritch daddy gave me 12 and started listening. Thanks, daddy. Wow. Mark, M. Solovich, Marty, Overrated Apples, Scarlet Myrmidon, T, The BB King, BB The, and then we're on to the Galactic Ball Federation with Alexander Zorak. You cannot say that name. Blah, Moo Moo, BS, Derek Elman, Dylan Kreiner, Generic Man, Hans, Murabara, Mike Carpenter, Sarah Hydra, Shingo Sekimoto, Silly Rookie, That One Welder Guy, Trevor Schechner, Tristan Denna, and Yaji Black. And thank you everyone who is our patron. We love you immensely, including Dylan, who, you know, it's kind of funny how Dylan's a patron, so he is paying himself. <laughs> it's like how uh, Lewis, our friend Lewis, he is a health inspector for New York, but he still has to pay New York City taxes. So part oh. of the taxes he's paying is paying himself. Death and taxes, man. Yep. It's the only constants in life. I just want to say, though, no worries if you can't help the show out financially. If you could like, rate, review, or share, it helps us a ton to build our audience. Even telling one friend to check us out means a ton. Find us on Twitter at Shannon Flopcast and our website ShonenFlop.com, on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. All right. And with that, thank you very much. But, uh, David, say it. Uh, Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>